Hey, everyone, this is Jetpack Swords, and uh, yeah, we should record, I guess. I, am. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. Hey, everyone, this is Jetpack Swords, a casual games podcast. I'm the host, Greg, and I'm joined today by my friend, James, who joins every week. Um, and uh, he's going to complain about Destiny. I don't know um, what he led with. Yeah, see what we got. So, so Lightfall came out, which is the newest expansion. Um... Bungie's marketing team definitely deserves a huge raise because it was supposed to be really good and it's not. Oh. <laughs> it, um, Greg, did you ever play... Okay, first off, how much Destiny have you played? I've played a lot, but not like a ton. I've ton, played less than you. People. I've played... So I played a fair bit of Destiny 1. Again, mm-hmm. still not even a ton of ton, right? Uh, and then I played a little bit of Destiny 2 on launch, I think, and then I played a little bit of Destiny 2 Shadowfall, question mark? Shadow Keep, that's the one. Um, and so, I've played, I'm very familiar with the game, but I'm not very familiar with specific expansions or raids or any stuff like that, if that makes sense. Fair enough. Um, so basically... Bungie's thing since the first game is they'll usually like release the main game like Destiny 1 or Destiny 2 and then they'll do a couple of smaller expansions that kind of like just you know tied like the community over while they do like bigger things Uh, they advance the story but usually not a lot or maybe they're just like side diversions Uh, Destiny 1 had uh, the Dark Below which had all the Crota hive stuff initially and then they had the House of Wolves, which is all about the Fallen. Yep. And they were two relatively small expansions. And then they had the big major expansion that like completely changed the game um, in terms of like world building and story and all that stuff. Um, and that was the Taken King that added Oryx, which like was ah, a huge, the huge story King. beat. I was going to say Witch Queen, but that's not. That was the Destiny 2 that's one. That's Destiny 2, obviously. yes. Yeah, um, but, but doesn't Witch Queen kind of expand on what they introduced in Taken King, right? Because isn't yes, she sure. the like mother um, of Oryx or whatever the fuck? Sister, or something? but Sabathun's the sister. Sister, um, sister. One of the sisters. Okay. But yeah, so, so they have this cycle. And then like Destiny 1 also got Rise of Iron, which came out between Taken King and the release of Destiny 2, which was a smaller expansion again. Um, and then for Destiny 2... They've done kind of the same I like thing. There was like Curse of the War Mind and then something else. And then we got um we got Forsaken, which was like a major expansion, added the Dreaming City, had the Death of Cade, a uh, bunch of stuff like that. And then we got Beyond Light, which was kind of small. And then we got Witch Queen, which was huge and had like huge story implications, a new area, um, added like a bunch of new stuff. This one definitely was advertised as another major expansion. And it is not. It is a hundred percent one of the like baby expansions. The issue is they're charging the full fifty for it as opposed to like the twenty-five or thirty uh, they would do for the yeah. minor ones. Um yeah. I generally play Destiny for like every major expansion. It's my equivalent for like an MMO where you jump in with all the major releases and then I might do like some of the seasonal yeah, stuff depending sense. on how engaging the season is. Um so I haven't played the last two seasons, I think. But I definitely played, like, Witch Queen a ton, and every other expansion I've played a good amount. Um, but yeah, literally, like, the intro cutscene starts, and it's, like, super impactful and really cool, and, like, the darkness, which is, like, the big bad evil force in that game's universe, is finally at Earth, which is, like, a big deal, because Earth is all that's left. And then that cutscene ends, and you get taken to Neptune in our solar system for a multi-hour, really, really stupid, very tonally deaf... Um, like side quest essentially 
and the tone is way off because again this is supposed to be like apocalyptic the darkness is at earth like it's 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 over this is the infinity war that they've been building up to for you know 10 years <laughs> and yeah it's uh it is not good the tone the scale it's all way off and for anybody that knows Bungie, like historically you know halo was their baby for a long time halo i think as a series up until Bungie's departure really really nailed scale and tone while still just being like a kind of meathead shooter in some ways but like you know halo has a lot of emotional moments the set pieces are super impactful generally the music always adds to that you know the just like set pieces themselves in the levels always add to that the shooting is always top notch and bungie somewhere in that line since halo reach has lost their way in being able to do that um because lightfall is to me is a like total like trip and fall moment for them in terms of like making something impactful and like emotional and it's really weird because it came after witch queen which was like super good um so i don't know the the current theory that i've seen which i definitely think is reasonable is that lightfall was not supposed to exist it was supposed to be witch queen and then what was going to come out after that which is now called the final shape um and lightfall is basically them being like oh we didn't we don't have the time and the resources to make final shape come out now so we're going to make a filler expansion taking parts of Witch Queen that got cut and then taking parts of Final Shape we're going to put in early. I don't know. It just it feels so much like a filler. Like, you get a new subclass called Strand, which is like a darkness tether. I, it's it's really weird. It's all about, like, cosmic threads. But, like, aesthetically and thematically, it should have been in Witch Queen. It's so obvious that it was a cut piece oh. of Witch Queen. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to keep playing currently <laughs> i played a few yeah, hours today is... and i was like this is fun gameplay wise but i can't stand any of the other stuff that is disappointing to hear so i guess i'm curious which actually I, you kind of answered it right there with the it's fun gameplay wise is i was gonna ask so you know <laughs> i i was amused when you were talking about uh you know them making halo and you were like mm -hmm. while still being kind of a meathead shooter so are the meathead shooter parts of uh, Lightfall still good, at least? I mean, yeah, I still, uh, in my opinion, Destiny and like via Destiny, Bungie itself still makes like the best shooting, like moment to moment gameplay of, I think, like pretty much any company. Um, the still, you know, the cycle of using your powers and then like the actual shooting and swapping between weapons and the different kinds of enemies you fight. All of that's still there. It's still Destiny, but it has none of the supporting structure of a interesting world or interesting gear and loot that you pick up. Um, a lot of the stuff they added for this season and this expansion are all reskins. It's, it's just such a filler episode, like episode of like content. Um, like a new, um, there's a new subtree, right? Uh, like poisoning it's the, subtree? It's the strand. Is that okay? Yeah. It's how's, called how's strand. That? Yeah. Um, so ah, I haven't gotten to use it okay. in the sandbox, like post campaign yet where like you actually unlock it. Right now, I've only used it in the missions where you get to have it for, like, you know, five minutes for a quick set piece or something. And in those set pieces, it's pretty cool. I play a Titan, which are, like, the tank class, essentially, comparatively, like, aesthetically and, like, thematically for any other MMO. The meatheads. Yeah, yeah, basically. They're, they're the things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Titans are great. For them, Strand, the subclass, manifests as, like, blade arms that you can, like, slash at people, which is kind of cool. And then uh, Strand, I think, for all the classes, adds a grapple, basically like Halo Infinite's grapple, um, which is like definitely like thematically okay. like where Kinda they got cool. it from. 
Well, it is. Yeah. It is cool. And in the campaign missions where you have it as like a set piece ability, it basically has a very, very rapid cooldown. So you get to use it like as often as you want. And it, it works okay. The biggest issue is that it replaces your grenade. Um, so it takes away some of your utility and like damage uh, the class. Interesting, yeah. But from what I've heard from the community who has um, already beaten the campaign is once you unlock Strand like in the sandbox of everything post-campaign, where you actually like have it to use and customize, um, it gets rid of all those cooldown bonuses. And so it takes like a minute and a half to get your cooldown recharged on the grapple, which it just sounds Ooh. like it ruins the subclass completely. So there's not even a point to use it. Like it's, it's not. Good yeah. I, I was going to say like, it. you know, going using the Halo infinite example, right? Like in the campaign specifically, you get infinite charges of the grapple there. And it's obviously yeah. very low cooldown. And so like, it, it is fun to, you know, just swing essentially right like you know almost spider-man it through through the the open world there and as you were talking i was like man that sounds like you know because like a big so much of your time in destiny in my experience was spent in the open world not even necessarily strikes right like Mm -hmm. not strikes not uh the crucible uh or the like fake crucible pve thing that i can't remember the name of and i'm gambit gambit's great I love gaming. And so, yeah, you're so much of your time to spend in the open world. So you, as we were talking, I was like, man, that sounds really fun to like, because, you know, it, you, you would spend the time writing your, your sparrow, right? Like doing sparrow tricks and all that stuff, like going over the whatever is. And I was like, I was imagining like, it would be really fun, um, you know, like replacing some of the time that you would spent, like kind of goofing around your sparrow, goofing around with the, the grapple for the strand subclass. And so it's kind of disappointing that people are saying it becomes basically such a long cooldown that like, even in the open world where like, quite frankly, like nothing matters there, right? Like the, mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that's not entirely true. They try to have like the events and stuff where like things yeah. matter, but like, quite frankly, nothing matters in the open world. Um, and so, like, it's kind of disappointing that, yeah, you still can't, like, just play around with it there. Truly, as, you know, you're you're using sandbox to refer to just the sandbox of the entire game. But, like, yeah. part of that is that, like, you should be able to play in it like a sandbox and it yeah. should be fun. And For that's, sure. that's disappointing. Yeah, it's, um, well, uh, it's definitely I guess I don't a big step down. Not buying it. Yeah, don't, don't buy it. Wait for, if you're going to play anything, wait for either them to fix stuff, which they probably won't because it's Bungie. Or wait until the final shape comes out when we get our hopefully better like end game Infinity War moment because there are no stakes, no scale. There's just nothing happening in Lightfall. And as someone who like really, really, really enjoys Destiny's world and story and the set pieces um, more than like anything else, like it's just not there. It's not there at all. I kept thinking about Halo Reach, which I think I've said before on you know the podcast is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, was Bungie's final Halo game, their swan song to the whole series. Um, I've been thinking about Mass Effect 3's whole ending and like how you get all the different races and factions together to help you take back Earth and just like visually and thematically and scope and like scale. Those are such good moments and such good games. And this is, <laughs> it's like the saddest version of those. <laughs> That is really it's really bad. (laughs) So I I got a question then for you about, um, you know, you're you're talking about you you really like the the world they built destiny, you know, set pieces and all that. Mm -hmm. So then I got I got to ask, have you always been that way? Or I guess if I had to summarize, what's your what's your thoughts on 
I'm I don't have I'm so busy I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain the the infamous line of yeah, just like from the first from game. the very first game yes. of just like you could tell something went horribly wrong and that was just like so just like you know quickly written as like yeah some filler thing to fill the gap because yeah, something for sure. happened. Um, I've always liked Destiny's story and stuff. I definitely want like in the first game a big thing they did was they didn't have like the the lore and the world building in the game as much. You had to go to the companion app and like look at the like lore cards uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for me personally, the lore cards, whether it was just for like the basic enemies or for like actual lore, all of it was so well written um, and just so interesting. And I'm a sucker for a total sucker for like flavor text and small little snippets of world building. Like that's one of the things I like about the, all the FromSoft games, um, like the Dark Souls games, Elden Ring, Bloodborne. All of their games are all about piecing together a bigger picture from the snippets that you get from dialogue or flavor text. That's mostly flavor text, honestly. Um, and Destiny, I think, has always done that well. Obviously, it requires you to want to engage with those systems and like look deeper. And the second game has done a better job where like a lot of that stuff is in the game now as opposed to like a companion that you have to go to on your phone. Um, but yeah, like I've always found the enemy races super interesting. The bigger like lore concepts of like light versus dark, I think has been interesting. And the buildup of that as they've expanded has been interesting. Um, a big thing that I have realized, and I, I have finally got words for it after playing Lightfall, which, you know, that's like, what, five years in or whatever into Destiny 2? Um, I think since Destiny 2 and all the way up to now, something that Bungie has done that I really, really disagree with is... They have taken the same strategy to Destiny in the world, which Destiny's not nearly as expansive as this other example, but still. Um, and they've done what Disney has done to Star Wars since their acquisition, where they have made it so small and so focused on very, very specific characters that it really cuts back on the interesting parts to me of like the overall fiction. Um, in my opinion, what Disney has done to Star Wars has made it so that it is so refined and focused on only, like, the Skywalker families, on only these, like, main title characters that, you know, obviously probably generate the most sales for Disney, but, like, Star Wars is supposed to be a whole galaxy with, like, all this intrigue and cool races and factions and politics and aliens and everything, and any modern Star Wars movie is none of that. It is just the Skywalker saga, it is just the Jedi, and that's it. Um, that's why I like Rogue One the most of all the modern Star Wars I mean, stuff. Uh... It's so good. I mean, I, I like Rogue One of all it's the Star Wars fair. stuff. It's it's the best. It, by it's far. it's so good. It's it's so good. Um, but no, but it's fair, and you can tell Bungie they're like has done that to I, Destiny for sure. Well, hopefully they have a a realization of that, and they, you know, in the way that Disney kind of has with Star Wars and Disney Plus, right? Like starting to branch out, but even still, not as much because it's still like. Oh, hey, look, we're on Tatooine again. Exactly. No, that's the thing. Is like they do brand. <laughs> there's a ton of Disney Plus Star Wars content, but it uh. always ties back into the established threads that already exist. And it it makes the galaxy feel so small. It makes the setting feel so small. And yeah, that's how Destiny feels now. It I don't know. It's it's really reductionist. And I just it's really weird that they would do that. Disney and obviously Bungie for the specific Destiny example. I mean, if you didn't know any better, you would think that all of Star Wars only takes place on like five planets. Exactly. Being Coruscant, Naboo, Tatooine, Mustafar, and uh, Mandalore. 
you it's for, for all intents and purposes star wars only takes place on those five planets yeah which you know, that's it i feel like did not used to be a thing before the disney acquisition um i will say i mean which i think we talked about before um and so i'll just yeah just briefly state again yeah rogue one my personal favorite star wars content followed yeah very shortly after by by clone wars clone wars yeah. is so good absolutely um and again it's because it's because exactly like we were talking about like i feel like clone wars is where you see some of the most non i mean it's still following obi-wan and anakin right but like it, you see them doing other things yeah going exactly. to other planets and like you get introduced to interesting side characters like hanzo and uh cad bane and stuff like that right so like um it, it definitely i think is good partially because it's not doing the the thing you're talking about so yeah Oh man, I uh, damn, I am I am disappointed to hear that that Lightfall is underwhelming you because Destiny is one of those games that it's like every time I play it, I have fun for at least like a monthish, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, um, and then I'm like, oh man, this is okay. I'm doing the same thing every day and nothing's changing. And to be fair, I'm doing that in WoW, but at least in WoW, I have something to strive for at the moment in terms of rating. Yeah, um, and and Destiny has raids too the only main difference there is is you know what i was going to get to anyways is like that's a great game where like i would love to play it but i don't really want to play it by myself like it's fine to play it by yourself like it actually is like perfectly fine like they did a pretty good job of like making it a like perfectly acceptable game to play solo but like you can tell it's still just like better with three people and then even better with six people when you start to get to do the raids and stuff yeah, and so for sure I uh I mostly play Destiny solo just because that's how it works out. Like with my friend group, um, as it has been since we basically graduated college, is like we just can't get everybody together to do everything. And obviously, there's not as much with Destiny now because like parts of it are free to play. But obviously, the expansions are. You still have to buy the expansions, and it's a whole thing for everybody. And yeah, so I still mostly yeah. play solo. And then you get to like the higher level content. You're like, oh, that looks cool, but I'm never gonna be able to do it. But yeah, oh uh, yeah. Exactly. Like I've not I, done supposed- any of the raids except the original one. That was the only raid that I ever got to finish, which is still the best one in my opinion. Like of all the ones I've seen, other than maybe the Dreaming City one, which I watched played through, and that one was really cool too. I um, I had a blast in Shadowkeep doing. That was the last time I got. Uh, that was one of the only times actually I've ever played Destiny either of the games with a with a significantly large group of people. Yeah. And it was because I think if I remember correctly, Shadowkeep launched when they had their they started their deal with Microsoft to have it on Game Pass, I believe. And Maybe. so it was like it, it was easy enough to get uh, you know, three people to to play it then. And I remember we did I think it was like me, Max, and William maybe. And so and we and I remember doing the uh the dungeon, the dungeon uh, uh, in Shadowkeep, which mm-hmm. is basically like, I would just call it a three-man mini-raid, right? Yeah, and like, oh basically. my god, that was so much fun, right? Like, that yeah. was... Jacob and I have tried to do blast. a couple of the dungeons, but they're hard even just, like, two-manning. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but as you were talking, uh, you mentioned something else, uh, you know, the companion app and i think it's interesting i wrote that down in our little sheet just because I, I think it'd be interesting to talk about companion apps in general and where they're good where they're bad etc yeah it'd be interesting. Um, and we can do that with uh maybe, maybe next week when uh piecky's um 
But yeah, I, I, I'm, oh, I'm curious too. So last week you mentioned um, you had tried Mortal Shell. Yes. And you, and you, you, you didn't, you, it didn't click with you. So what, no. what about it didn't click with you? And, and what about it is different than Elden Ring, obviously, um, that, yeah, makes Elden Ring significantly better, right? Like, I don't think there's any contest that it is. I'm curious about what specific parts, though, so that, like, I know as someone who's playing Mortal Shell right now, it's basically a, a you know, kitty Elden Ring to determine if I'm willing to blow money on a game that I might never play, um, <laughs> if, if it's worth it, right? Yeah. Um, if I can stand it. So I'm curious, what exactly about it did you not like, and then how does that compare to, to Elden Ring? Um, I think part of it comes down to at the very, 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 like, least level is that I did not find the world and story and setting engaging enough to get through the gameplay hump of like learning its systems because like it is a a souls like game obviously like it has the equivalent of bonfires and you've got your souls and when you die you drop them and all the enemies respawn and blah 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 all the stuff that everybody knows that like every souls like game ever is now um but one, I could not get a feel for the combat in terms of, like, I'm really bad at parrying in games where you can, like, block but also counterattack yeah. in the same movement. Um, I'm very, very bad at that in, like, 99% of the game. Like, even in Elden Ring, it is not something I'm good at at all. I mostly just dodge and use the uh, invincibility frames to, like, get through fights. And I could not get a feel for that game's combat in a way that I was comfortable enough, again, with to try to get more of the world. I thought, like, the design was kind of cool, and I kind of, I like the idea on paper that in Mortal Shell, your, like, abilities and, like, fighting style is based on the, like, shell that you're inhabiting. Like, I think that's kind of cool. Um, and I was interested in seeing more of the shells, because that game, I think, one thing that a game does that I think is really cool, that I don't necessarily want to see replicated in other games, because I'd probably get annoyed with it after a while, but in Mortal Shell, items do not have flavor text until you use them enough times. Which I think yeah, is interesting. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's an interesting little tidbit. That's just like it's not like a well, huge thing. Well, and then sometimes thing, but so, it, so th that they do that combined with they're using that to do, do the same effect for lore and gameplay too, right? Because like some of the items, um, not only like do you get more lore as you use them, right? Um, but you also like the the thing changes, right? Like there's yeah. a mushroom in mm -hmm. it that if it. it by default, it, you eat the mushroom and it poisons you. And if you eat the mushroom enough times, not only do you get more like flavor text on the thing, but you also become immune to poison damage instead, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I think there, there's probably some. Oh, and it's like the 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 healy mushroom, for example. Once you use it enough time, it heals you quicker. And so like, yeah, yeah, it, it was an interesting blend of like the more you use an item, the more um, familiar you get with it, and the more flavor text you get, and the more uh, and, and possibly like effects of it change. Um, for sure. And, and I think, actually, I that was really one cool. of the shells, one of the shells has an ability where you become familiar with items quicker, which was which was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because I think like thematically that shell was like a scholar or something. Probably. And so like that's yeah. the like the, the whatever. And so I don't know. Um, I thought that stuff was like I said, I thought that was cool. But between the world that I just did not become attached to at all and then just having to relearn another Souls-like style of combat that's not Elden Ring. I was just like, ah, I, I didn't pay money for this. I don't really care enough, and I, I got rid of it. <laughs> so. That's fair. I, one of the things I like about it, and I'd be worried about 
switching to to Elden Ring or or a Dark Souls game is uh, I also suck at parrying. And also, I feel like the timing of this one is a little bit weird. Like, it's always hard to tell, like, exactly when you should do it. I don't know. Also, because, like, there's a thing that'll flash when they're about to do an attack that you can't parry. But the thing is, like, they do that. Like, literally, some of the attacks that you can't parry are so slow. It'll flash, like, three seconds before the attack fucking lands. That, like, Mm -hmm. and so it's, like, and there's no, there's nothing as far as I can tell telegraphing when you're supposed to parry other than the move itself and you know how games are games are never perfect and they always have like weirdness about things and so like it'd be nice if they had some visual like the same thing they're using to telegraph oh this move can't be parried it flashes red i would like that thing to flash something white of like when the perfect parry time is anyways one of the things i do like about it though is because i suck at that uh, the hardened mechanic, right? Like, I feel like that's a really generous, like, oh shit button. Which, so for those who don't know, uh, it's actually you actually get introduced to Harden before you get introduced to Parry in that game. And Harden is just like you hit a button and your entire body becomes stone, and you basically just like even unparryable attacks, they just like hit you and they do no damage, which is so beginner friendly in my mind. Because, uh, yeah, timing really, de- like, it's so generous on the timing. I don't know. Uh, I, I couldn't get a feel for it. <laughs> Could not get a feel for well, it at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've gotten a feel for it, whereas the parry timing still fucks with me. Fucks with me. Um, and I find it cool that you can obviously, like, it's such an oh shit button that, like, you can literally start an attack and then, like, realize, oh, fuck, I'm about to get smacked. And then, like, hit the hard end, like, literally mid-attack animation. Mm-hmm. And, like, their attack will smack you, and then uh, yours will resume. And so, like, I've, I've, started, I've started to enjoy it quite a bit, actually. Um, and it's still hard as fuck, and I'm still bad at it. And, quite frankly, it's just you still die in bullshit things of, like, you know, like, things are going great. And then, like, oh, you come across two of the big dudes, and then, like, they happen to both hit you with their full combo at the same time. And you <laughs> literally go from full health to dead, and there's nothing you can do about it. And the answer is don't get hit by the full combo from both of them at the same time. But it's like, I don't know, a hundred to dead things are bullshit and they shouldn't exist in any game. I mean, that's not entirely true, but like a hundred to dead uh, things, are they're, they're bullshit. Ugh, that's so disappointing. I, I mean, like, I'm literally, I'm literally fucking in, you know, five minutes going to hop on WoW and we're on the final boss on heroic difficulty. And there are so many insta-kill mechanics on that boss. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Like, um, but in general, 100, 100 to death mechanics are kind of bullshit. Unless, like, or particularly when it's, like, <clears throat> when it's not necessarily intended to be an insta-kill, right? Like, like I was saying, like, this is, you know, oh, you get hit by two of these combos at the same time, and so it's an insta-kill. Whereas normally you could, like, eat the entire thing and, like, have a sliver of health or whatever. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know. Uh, the moral of the story is I'm bad, but I am enjoying it. And so there's a very decent chance that whenever Elden Ring goes on sale, which, by the way, got that hashtag DLC announced. <laughs> Dropped um, it at a random time on a random Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a solid chance if that ever goes on sale. I would, I'd probably pick it up at that point because like, I, I feel like I'm enjoying Mortal Shell enough that I'd probably enjoy, Look, enjoy Elden again, Ring. Speaking so. of someone who has always been bad at all the FromSoft games... Elden Ring, I, I beat it. 
I beat it. It's the only one so, I've beaten. So the big difference is the thing that carries you through it, the past ones, is like you were talking about today with, with Destiny, is you care... I mean, I, I, like, I, I like games with good worlds and, you know, stories and environments and, and stuff. But it, it is much lower on my, my list uh, of, of things for me than it is for you, right? So, like, I don't know if the interesting world well, or whatever if dark souls no, or elden ring it's, would, would it's carry not the me world that did it. it's not the world that did it it okay, is because okay. like i think bloodborne has the most interesting lore of any of the fromsoft games by far i think it's the most interesting um and the coolest setting being like lovecraftian victorian like it's it's the best elden ring is good it's great but specifically elden ring is it's open world none of the other ones are open world so if you get to a point where yeah. you can't progress Sorry, bud, you just got to get better at the game. You just got to get better. And Elden Ring is, if you get to a point you can't progress, you just go do something else for a little bit, and you get leveled up. When you come back, maybe it'll be easier. And sometimes that breaks the way that FromSoft does their quest lines, because they're generally, like, time and location-based, where if you meet, like if you go into an area too early, it might break the quest line for a specific character, because they're not meant to be there that early or whatever. But if you're just playing Elden Ring just to play it, which, like, generally, I would recommend just play the game to play it. Don't try to, like, do all the quests and story content the first time because you'll drive yourself oh, I never crazy. Oh, anyways, yeah. Because, um, like, they're all cool and, like, worth it, obviously. But, like, just play the game. But, yeah, like, it's it's 100% because it's open world and you don't have to bash your head against something until you magically just get better at the game. Because, like, you probably won't. Let's be honest. Like, you can practice something a ton of times, but if you're just not getting it, you're just, it's just how it is. And... Elden Ring letting you go do other things and not get boxed into a situation where you're at a dead end, like, really, really did it for me. Like, the first boss, like, boss that's required in Elden Ring is tough. Like, it teaches you a lot about the game, and it's meant to be, like, very much a, like, blocker for new players, but you can just go do other stuff for a while and come back when you're stronger, and maybe you have more abilities or better gear, or you're just leveled up, period. Um... And yeah, I for me that's that's what did it is just that I did not have to stare at my failure a hundred billion times in a row. Like you'll, it just it's it's so much better. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, sadly, my computer crashed in the middle of recording this with James, so it kind of descends abruptly here.